This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Grieving Voices. Thank you for listening today. And if you didn't catch last week's episode on Academy Award Recovery, I hope you check that out where I talk about the society's favorite word, uh, which is fine. Often we are asked, how are you? And typically we respond with, I'm fine. So if you want to hear more about what fine means, check out that episode. But today we are going to talk about taking 1% responsibility. And there are approximately five more episodes on this educational series. And this one actually is one of my favorites because it was the hardest for me to learn. But it's one of the most important that I wish to share. And I'll sprinkle in some personal story, but I want to get started with this is one of the hurdles of grief because we have this incorrect belief that other people or events are responsible for our feelings. We might say things like, so-and-so made me so angry or so-and-so ruined my day. I think all of us could say this about COVID right now, couldn't we? Um, I actually just told someone today that You know, they had asked if I had taken a vacation or went away on vacation, and I said, nope, COVID ruined those plans, which COVID did. But the only thing I have control over, and the only thing you have control over when it comes to COVID, is our reaction to it. And I'm pretty sure we all agree that there are a lot of people not handling it very well. And as a result, treating other people quite poorly, actually, which is incredibly unfortunate. But this brings my whole point in this episode of why this is so important for us to understand as it applies to grief. Because as the whole world replies and responds and reacts to this pandemic, we are all responding differently. Many of us, myself included, have a really difficult time taking ownership in how we react and how we feel about it, right? Another comment that people might say is, if so-and-so hadn't done such-and-such to me, I would be okay. Like, you did this, now I feel this way. These are very common responses, and when it comes to grief, this is what keeps us stuck. When we don't take responsibility for our feelings and our actions, we suffer. And this 
influence learning, you guessed it, begins in childhood. As I've talked about before in several of the previous episodes, what we learn in childhood about grief is what we resort to when we are adults. So as children, if dad or mom said to you, you make me so happy, or you make me proud, or don't make your father mad. I heard that one many times. So what we learn in growing up as children and hearing these things is that the actions that we take cause the feelings of others. And if I can make them feel something, then they can make me feel something. And I bet you're just like, oh, yeah, you're listening to this and you're like, that's so true. Because it is. It is so true. And this keeps us stuck in this victim mentality. I have a whole chapter about victim mentality in my self-published book, The Guided Heart, Moving Through Grief and Finding Spiritual Solace, which I published in 2017. And it's on Amazon if you're interested. But I have a whole chapter devoted to this because it was truly a huge struggle for me. And at times I find it can be still. Eleanor Roosevelt has said, No one can make you feel bad about yourself without your permission. And I wholeheartedly agree. But growing up and hearing these messages and growing up and not understanding as an eight-year-old child when I lost my father, how to process those feelings and then really being a difficult child in a way because I was I cried a lot. Actually, my family got together recently and my brother said to me, you cried a lot. And I did. I think I was, I was truly a very sad child. And I would go to hide to cry because it was like shameful. I felt ashamed for crying, for having the feelings I had. And that's why I wanted to hide them. I didn't feel safe expressing those feelings. We give all of our personal power away when we allow others or events to be 100% responsible for our feelings. And in doing this, we also make them responsible or those events responsible for ending those feelings as well, for making us feel better or for making the situation right in our own minds, right? Like we look to that person then to fix it. Like, you screwed up, you made me feel this way, and now you need to fix it. And in loss, we may reflect back on all of the things through our childhood, young adulthood, depending when the loss occurred, and think back at all of the, what we feel are offenses that were done towards us to make us feel a certain way. And we will continue to look at that person, that they need to fix this. They need to own what they did. What happens if they never do? What do you do then if you are hanging your happiness hat on what someone else does or the way someone else responds to your pain that you feel they inflicted? That's a lot of power you're giving away, folks. When you realize that that's never going to happen, you either then accept it and move on and process those feelings. But if you are not able to do that, You are stuck in emotional jail. And this is why grief can keep us stuck. Let me give you an example to illustrate um, this point a little bit further. 
So let's say someone is sitting at a red light, and I've done this, I'm sure you have too, where you're kind of daydreaming and not really paying attention to the light. Well, then it changes, and the person behind you just blares their horn, and you get startled, and, you know, what do you do right away? What is your knee-jerk reaction? Are you going to roll down your window and say, hey, thanks, thanks for, like, you know, letting me know the light changed, I was just daydreaming. Or are you likely going to give them the bird in the rear view or curse under your breath? It's more likely the later. We are the architects of our own discomfort. And we fail to recognize that we are responsible for the feelings that result from our attitudes and actions. Let me ask you another question. What ruins the picnic? The rain or our reaction to the rain? You cannot do anything about the rain. However, what you do have control over is your reaction to it. The same is true for almost all losses. For example, my losing my father. What was causing my grief? Was it the loss or my reaction to the loss over the course of the next 30 years? Well, it was both. And although I couldn't undo what had happened, I could do something about my reaction to it. And I'll tell you what, it took me 30 years, more than 30 years, to do something about it. And for a lot of years prior to that, most of those years actually, I felt like a victim. I felt like a victim of that loss. I felt like a victim to the circumstances that I was then in after that loss. I felt stuck. I was absolutely stuck in my grief. But what we can do is we can acquire skills to help us complete our relationship to the pain and the heartache caused by what happened. You see, in over time, we develop, of all of this influence learning, we develop an automatic critical response toward others or, or circumstances that we hold responsible for our feelings. So rather than examining ourselves, which I was not doing, to be honest, until grief recovery, well, you know, I take that back. About 2014, when I started to really dive into personal development, that's when I really started to do some self-examination. But prior to that, I had that critical response where I was examining the thoughts and behaviors and actions of others who I held responsible for my happiness. When it comes to the past, we can only control our current reaction. Otherwise, we will forever feel like a victim. We sustain and recreate the pain of the past through our own memories as well. People may say, let it go, move on, you can't change the past. However, you know what? They are likely holding on to the same belief system about personal responsibility that you are, about something in their life. Nothing changes until you take responsibility for your recovery. And so the idea is to take 1% responsibility, which can open your head and your heart to a new way of thinking and challenge those old, worn-out belief systems and patterns of behavior that are keeping you stuck in your grief. So the next time you find yourself in traffic, 
and you feel yourself just boiling up with emotional anger, consider that you have the power of choice in that moment. And any other time that there is a stimulus and you have a thought, which then leads to a feeling and then to a reaction or an action that you'll take, think of that loop, the stimulus, thought, feeling, action loop. And think about this podcast episode. How do you get off that loop? How do you get off the hamster wheel of being and feeling like a victim to the circumstances and to the other people in your life who make you feel a certain way, who you believe make you feel a certain way? My husband has a favorite phrase that he uses and says to our kids. He'll say, there is no such thing as try. You either do or you don't. And I would like to say that we can also apply this to grief. That we either take 1% responsibility or we don't. But we very much can try, right? It's recognizing when we're on that loop, the stimulus, thought, feeling, action loop that is not serving us, that is keeping us stuck in these old thoughts and patterns and behaviors that keeps us stuck in certain relationships. Think about this episode as you move about your day, the circumstances that come across your path, the people that perhaps influence your feelings throughout the day, and know that if you're allowing that to dictate your feelings, even the rest of the day, you know, we can have something happen to us at eight in the morning and it can derail us the entire day. I've, I experience this. I, I know what it's like. I know. I get it. It's life in general. It's not easy. I, I totally get it. But to have the awareness when we are stuck in that pattern, that's when we can change how we respond and react. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check me out on Instagram at The Unleashed Heart. Uh, I have several episodes also listed on my website, theunleashedheart.com. There's a link to Grieving Voices podcast there. I also have a link on that page, on the podcast page, to become a guest, which I'm taking um, submissions now. If you have a grieving story, grief story, that you would like to share, um, I'm open to all sorts of losses to be shared on this platform to give you the time space and platform to share your grieving story in the hopes of educating others what you wish would have been there for you how you wish people would have shown up for you unhelpful things that maybe have been said to you as you're grieving all of this the purpose of this podcast is to educate and to raise awareness that grief is something we really need to start talking about like we do about the weather. It's not a plague. It's not some sort of thing that's going to pass over time. Grief is here to stay, you know, and there's no getting around that. We will all experience grief. We have experienced grief. We're all grieving something in terms of COVID. 
Uh, so yeah, submit your story to me um, through the contact link or through the link on the web on the website. And I'm also looking for experts whose work is around grief or and whose work has been influenced by their grieving grief story as well. So if that sounds like you, um, I encourage you to reach out as well. There are about, I think, six episodes left in this educational series. And then I will be going live with the interviews. Uh, and I'll have some also solo episodes in there as well throughout. So that's me for today. I hope this podcast episode and this message finds you well. And I will catch you next week. Until then, much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.